Alan, we're we're looking over Ollie's shoulder, Megan and I, to try to give him a hand. Great, thank you. <laughs> All right. So, uh, good evening, Chair Wiley and Sustainability Commissioners. Um, pursuant to Government Code Section fifty-four nine fifty-three E, and in light of the declared state of emergency, the regular meeting of the Sustainability Commission of March tenth, twenty twenty-two, will be conducted telephonically and recorded through Zoom. Thank you. Welcome everyone. Um, so uh, we are gonna do um, a roll call now. So that would be you, Ali. We're gonna start roll. Uh, Commissioner Cornelia. Here. Uh, Commissioner Palmer. Here. Commissioner Cooper. Here. Vice Chair Thompson. Here. And Chair Wiley. Here. Okay, that makes a quorum. Um, I will add that uh, we're continuing to accept applications for the vacancies and uh, working on the interview date um, still to be determined. Okay. I thought that was on the 28th. No? I think it's getting pushed back. Oh. I'm sorry, I'm working on moving it up. There's gonna be a, a, a council member who's unable to attend that meeting. And so okay. there's a chance I, I did request that maybe we still have that meeting and just use it to interview folks as opposed to as our, uh, but just FYI, that is getting pushed probably. Excellent. Thank you. And thanks to any members of the public who are joining and perhaps considering joining our commission. This is great that uh, you do that because you get a sense of what we're like here. So, uh, and what we're covering. Um, so, uh, over to me then, I think on the next item on the agenda, which is public comments on items, not on the agenda. Back over to you, Ali. Yeah, so if you wanna uh, make a comment during the public comment portion of the agenda, you can use the raise hand function in Zoom under reactions button at the bottom of the screen, or you can press star nine if you're calling in. Uh, the public comment is limited to three minutes per speaker. Uh, that being said, are there any members of the public who'd like to comment on those items not on the agenda? Okay, thank I you. Don't see anyone? Excellent. All right, next item on the agenda is approval of the meeting minutes from the regular meeting on January 13th. Do I have a motion and a second to approve? Motion. Second. Thank you. Okay, and then now we go to Commissioner Cornelia. Aye. Commissioner Palmer. Aye. Commissioner Cooper. Aye. Uh, Vice Chair Thompson. Aye. And Chair Wiley. Hi. Okay, motion carries. Okay. Do we need public comment on minutes? 
public comments on minutes. Okay. I'm moving on. Um, so the next section on the agenda is, is really the, the bulk of our meeting. Um, this meeting here is, is one, and this is um, appropriate for our first meeting with our, our new liaison and our uh, friends at DCW uh, that we are aligning with now and, and moving from where we sat before. So we are gonna be discussing our 2022 goal setting which is essentially an opportunity for us to spend more time within each of our housekeeping items. So we'll spend just whatever time we need to talk through goals and, and to ask advice on prioritization, to still give updates on what we have done, but, um, but really to focus in on what's most important for us to get accomplished this year and how to help each other do that. Um, before we we kick off on that, just um, you know, a special note to to our friends at the city, um, in that you know a big piece of the city council meeting back in December, uh, and then when we declared the climate emergency resolution, um, which by the way is this the first meeting since since the emergency resolution passed? So just a moment of celebration, yay team. We have a climate emergency resolution in Pasolita. Yay. Um, uh, so because of that, at the end of the meeting in December and then with the passing that resolution, we really did give um, the signal to the city that this topic really is, the hope is that prioritized. And, and so if we can help do that and you want to just weigh in with any questions or concerns on any of those goals. I'm hoping that that you do that. Um, so this is not just our updates and our goal setting for the commission, but also hopefully an interactive conversation with with the city on on how we can work together through all these items. Um, uh, one of those, by the way, was was the potential assignment and and hiring of a resource to actually own. Uh, sustainability at the city. So perhaps we can build that in. And, and after we've heard all of these goals, um, you can have a think throughout the conversation of, of maybe which pieces of this are committee led and what's ultimately going to land on the plate of the city to implement and perhaps when that's going to happen. And hopefully that will be helpful to you as you are drafting um, job descriptions or thinking about the best way to, to resource that that position. So with that context, um, we'll start with the city council liaison update. And Melissa, I did um, send you an email. I'm not sure if you saw it. I did see it. And I did look at the outline that you put together, which is great. Great. So after your update, we can flash it on the screen and, and we can have that conversation. Great. So I think many of you were present at our meeting on Tuesday where there were two very relevant uh, agenda items that relate to sustainability. The first was the SB 1383 implementation and thanks a lot to everyone who worked on that and um, the presentations that were heard and hopefully we'll be able to move forward with doing a better job of, with the help of Greg Christie who has been fantastic doing a better job of composting and recycling in the community. That was the first agenda item. The second was the gas powered leaf blower ordinance. Uh, and our push was 
Um, initially, staff had suggested to only do what was, you know, realistic or practical. Um, there was a lot of pushback around suggesting that we perhaps have a phase in for what the Sustainability Commission had suggested of outlawing all gas-powered appliances to include lawnmowers. And so the direction that was given at the council level was for the Sustainability Commission to provide recommendations for those phase-ins for the ordinance. And so we can put that on the screen maybe in just a second. I just wanted to touch on a couple of other pieces. Um, Lauren, Greg, and I got together and met to talk through some of the specific requests and goals from our meeting, uh, from the meeting presentation in December, and most of them are on track. The building electrification ordinance was also discussed at the MCCMC climate meeting, of which I'm now the chair, so that will help us bring more weight to the work of the Sustainability Commission, hopefully. Um, and the general consensus or idea is to wait for the counties to come down and adjust accordingly, but we are ahead of everyone else for having even considered it. I can report back that other sustainability commissions have not yet taken the steps that we have, so I think we'll be ahead of the game right out of the gate, which is really exciting. And then to speak to the, the hiring of a sustainability person, um, both myself and Mayor Kelman have had a number of conversations with the city manager about the importance of this. And I am meeting with Mill Valley and Tiburon officials to hopefully have a shared cost for the position. So we're hoping to move forward with that. Fairfax and San Anselmo just hired someone as did San Rafael. So we're gonna look to those job descriptions and we'd obviously look to you and the commission uh, as we, as and if we do move forward with that, and I'm hopeful that we will. So a lot of great stuff going on. Um, the only other thing that's pretty relevant, as I'm sure you're all aware as well, since we pushed back the February meeting, the housing element advisory committee is going on right now, and there'll be a number of community conversations and suggested sites. And I think that we had talked to the Sustainability Commission about an emphasis on housing and equity, and it would just be helpful if at some point the commission wanted to weigh in on the recommendations from HEAC from a climate standpoint, um, both climate equity and just general implications. So something else to have on your radar going forward. And that's about it, but that's a lot. So, mm -hmm. oh, one more thing. EV charging is gonna be on the agenda. Thanks to Director McGowan, who's already on top of it. Um, an update on EV charging should be on our agenda as soon as our next meeting. Yes, David. Sorry, that was a, a finger error. Oh, I was so excited. I thought you had a question. All right. Okay. No, I don't, I don't. But I'm I'm really, really excited about the EV um, progress. So, yeah. So kudos. Great. That's great. Yeah. Also excited about the opportunity to have a staff, you know, focused on sustainability and resilience and all these things and, and sharing that staff with another town is perfectly fine like others are doing so that's great news thank you yeah you're welcome We're yeah excited. i've had i've had just, just as sort of a, a pat on the back i've had multiple conversations i'm working on a national project right now around mobility and ev and we are really leading the rest of the country in this and there are a few communities in california that are sort of parallel to what we're doing but we're now being viewed as, as, you know, substantial in the space. So that's great. That's great. I love hearing that. Uh, Melissa, yes. what were the two jurisdictions you mentioned that it was possibility of a shared position? So Mill Valley and Tiburon, because Southern Marin just seems to make sense. Either or, yeah. one or both, you know. Good. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Should we uh, extend then this this item and bring up the slide on and get into the the our the gas powered leaf blower conversation? I think per 
the rules of the agenda setting, it's the only place where we can legally talk about it because it's yeah. related to the council liaison update. So if we do want to yeah. discuss it, it would have to be now. Yep. So um, the reason we did this, um, Greg and Mark and I, really just debrief on what was a great city council meeting with, with again, a ton of great community participation and, and people voicing some of the same folks that came to our meeting before, some new, um, everyone really supportive. Uh, we wanted to make sure to capture and agree with Melissa in this update that we heard directly what she heard and then also give this uh, starting point to the city and, and open up the discussion. We didn't wanna just wait another month to have uh, this discussion because it is coming back to us for the meeting to come up with a phased phase out, a phase out essentially of, hang on, let me share my screen. Um, this seems quite reasonable to me, Lauren. What? This seemed quite reasonable to me, but I know Director McGowan's on, so maybe he can weigh in on the on yeah. some of it. So, well, and and context-wise, what was what was very very clear from the city council was we want leaf blowers, gas-powered leaf blowers. We want that to happen immediately. Was the word used? Um, and phased was the word used to describe everything else, in particular what the city was, was worried about, some of the gas-powered chainsaw pieces. What we didn't get specific about was what, what are we talking about on dates? Um, so this preliminary timeline is meant to really call out two points for discussion. One, do we agree that the phase is here and what, is this a good way to phase, right? Focusing on the immediate leaf blower bits and, and maybe throw in weed trimmers and hedge trimmers there uh, for, for residential, commercial and municipal will really get the ball rolling with a quick ask of all, all parties. And then to focus on a second phase, which is getting into lawnmowers. And then the third phase, which was the, the, the equipment that was really the worry um, about from the commercial municipal side. And then, so that's one thing is how are we splitting out those phases? The other thing is, look at our dates here. I mean, when I think immediate, I think, okay, well, immediate means tomorrow, but in this case, we got to give people a chance to get new equipment, right? So I think we would want immediate to give a grace period of, hey, let's announce this and it's going to happen. And, and, and then we institute, is it a rebate program? Is it something that we help communicate, give people the tools to be able to to do this quickly. So this July date was thrown in here simply if we were able to move quickly, you know, to next month, getting this on a consent calendar or whatever. Um, knowing that that might not be the case, this date would move. I'm just recommending three months here for an immediate. And then here I put 2023 for phase two and, and phase three in 2023, understanding that the city probably can't do much of this without budget. And they've already done their budgets for 2022. So giving them a chance to go in with budget asks in a 2023 budget cycle meeting and, and be able to build that in was the thinking around these dates. Again, these are starting points. I just wanted us to be having something to think on and, and frame the conversation. So, um, 
any any comments greg mark do you want to add on to that melissa do you have comments does this match with what your understanding was this is the the understanding we had and the, uh, the other piece that we had asked for you to weigh in on was the uh, analysis of the equity piece and how might we be able to provide resources for folks who otherwise couldn't afford the equipment whether that's recommended that the city acquire a certain number of electric powered appliances that would be available through a rental program or working with the city library to create a checkout program or something along those lines. But some guidance on that would be helpful as well. And on that quickly, I, I am in touch with um, San Anselmo. Uh, today we've been trading emails and I'm, I'm getting to the person who did the rebate program for them which teamed up with a hardware store in San Rafael where you could actually bring in your old commitment, which sort of checks the box of well, what's happening with the, from a waste perspective, what happens with the old stuff? Um, is there a way to trade it in, get a rebate? So we're exploring that. We'll explore the equity pieces and all of that, certainly. And I would also add that we've got to talk about enforcement. I already am getting those questions from the community. Like, this is great, but what's the enforcement and there's no clear really line of enforcement in the noise ordinance uh, uh, language uh, or maybe ordinance is the wrong word but the the the, the website place mark sent me the the reference today um, it just it talks a lot about what's not allowed but who do you call how's it enforced those are the questions i know i owe to a couple of community members who asked me so we want to address that as well Lauren, I had a quick question. I think you answered some of them, um, but maybe just in a little bit more depth. One was, uh, do we know the impact within the community? How many people or how many sort of uh, sort of like units and service this will impact? And then two was, you mentioned recycling. Do we have a plan around the recycling? What are we going to do with the old units? Not yet. Not yet. And no, no on, I don't have a guesstimate on usage. I don't know if Mark, you came up with that in your research at all, or if we have that, I'm sure we do know on the, from the city perspective, but in terms of residential, mm -hmm. I don't think of that. No, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't know of any way to, to determine that either. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then one other thought, just, um, Lauren, I don't know if you're still looking at sort of like best practices, but South uh, Berkeley, where I used to live, had a really cool uh, sort of equipment rental checkout attached to their library, and they did a, a really nice job. Um, so if you're looking for sort of use cases or best practices, that might be one to explore. That's where we got the library checkout idea from. Oh, cool. Okay, nice. Yeah, we, we I personally would be in favor of a rebate program that a, that a resident takes care of themselves over than a checkout program simply because I know we're understaffed with the library and I would hate for someone in the library to be sitting there trying to be like you know answering questions so how does this thing work and you know I, I don't know but I also haven't looked into the Berkeley program so I know that we're going to do that because because Melissa did bring it up on Tuesday so we'll look at that yes uh, perhaps the uh, Greg Christie could weigh in on the recycling aspect. Oh. Greg, are you here? I, yeah, I'm here. I, yeah, I, I don't know about recycling the the blowers. So I'd have to look into that a little bit. Um, the because uh, the, the you know the engine and and uh, I'm not sure what the process would be on that. I'll look into it. I'll look into it because I I don't know of any any time we've done any kind of you know third party collections that lawnmowers or anything were included in it but let me let me check into it 
And my hope is that I'll learn a lot from the San Anselmo folks because they're doing this right now, right? It just went into effect in January. So they've got real-time info. Um, I believe it's Jackson Hard Jackson's Hardware in San Rafael. You know, I had suggested on the call with Mark that we look at our own local business, but I don't even think they sell, um, you know, some of the bigger equipment. So, but we would want to make sure that before we went in on some sort of partnership or program, we, we, we check close to home first. So I think that's another consideration. Um, so, you know, yeah. Um, any other questions or comments and, and how about from the city? Any, any thoughts here with this initial starting point? Uh, so Chairwoman, I'm Kevin McGowan. You don't see me because I don't have a camera right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm over Ollie's shoulder. There I am. <laughs> so you appear to be a clock on, on the uh, screen there. Yeah, that, I'm the clock. <laughs> um, this looks good for right now. What I'd like to do is reach out to San Anselmo and some of the other agencies to develop uh, the ordinance language that includes this timeline and then come back to you um, either in the next meeting or simply send you a copy of what I have put together. And that way you can review it remotely of what we're trying to put together as far as language for an ordinance itself. Um, I like the timeline, this seems doable. So thank you so much for putting this together. I wanna to make sure that we have things in place by January, 2024, in which the state may you know, uh, get back after cities for selling equipment that's gasoline powered. And then you brought up some good issues associated with equipment rental. You mentioned going to Berkeley and seeing what they have. That's a good suggestion. And then a rebate program. And I'll reach out to their public works director to find out how he has that set up um, or whether he's even involved with it. So thank you very much. This is a good starting point for me at this point. I did print out some of the other ordinances from the cities you've mentioned. And we'll probably uh, utilize some of those some of that language for what we set up. That's wonderful. Thank you, Dr. McGowan. And the um, San Anselmo, since you're already talking to them, <laughs> your thumbs up. Um, since you're already speaking to San Anselmo, the rebate program that they've got going is is quite interesting. You can you know Google San Anselmo leaf blower ban, and you'll see it there. And that would be good context and good conversation. I'll find out, you know, I'll have the conversation with the sort of the, the sustainability commission folks that help chase it down. It'd be interesting to hear your perspective speaking to the folks you're speaking with, because um, it seems to be um, a pretty good one. So um, yeah, great. All right, so then the action on this is really to wait for you and, and I will email you, Director McGowan, if I do get any insight on the rebate program, sounds like the easiest way to work. We'll leave yeah, that, it with you and, and give that added information if helpful. Yeah, that sounds great. If you could send your presentation to Ali, that would be great too. Yep, we'll do. And and uh, by the way, did you um, hear Councilperson Hoffman uh, at the end of the segment on Tuesday talk about that there is a 2018 ordinance somewhere floating around that just didn't pass? And then to use that as a starting point. I'm writing it down now. <laughs> Might save you some time there. I'm sure it has to be updated, but but a good starting point. 
Okay. Thank you. All right. So I think that covers. Um, oh, and and enforcement was the last piece on there, um, Director McGowan. Just the to being very specific, so that when we go out from an outreach standpoint and communication, having that answer on you know here's how we're actually going to enforce it. You know that's a good question. I haven't gotten to. Uh, really explore that. Uh, I would have to reach out to our code enforcement officers to see how we would try to set this up. I think that as we move forward with this, we want to do some type of outreach to the public. Uh, we've got to get something out there to let folks know in some way, shape, or form that uh, it's not a good idea to use gasoline-powered equipment. So my approach is is trying to look at outreach first, and then I'll discuss it with our planning director to see what how we can uh, get you a good answer on this. Right now, I don't have a good answer. Fair enough. All right, sounds like a plan. Okay, so moving on um, to the waste subcommittee update, which um, is currently me, the subcommittee, um, with the with the wonderful Greg and Kim Christie. Um, really doing doing the work now with the city on implementing all of the goals we have. So for waste subcommittee and that update, it really is um, more in in your shop to maybe cover what's what's happening, and then I can go back to my template at the end. So do you want to perhaps Ali um, uh, or Director McGowan just give a summary of Rose's presentation and specifically around dates and what we can expect or uh, for for this year and uh, on SB 1383. Uh, I took a couple of notes um, regarding Rose's uh, <clears throat> presentation. Uh, I think the first thing that we need to do is we need to connect with Bay Cities um, and uh, she had uh, a table there. Um, that had a couple of to be determined. Um, specifically, it was uh, regarding the waivers and the contamination monitoring. So we just got to figure out who's going to be who's going to take the lead on that. Um, so that was uh, one issue. Um, another one is we have a March twenty second city council uh, second reading. So that's on the timeline. And then uh, April first is a report that we're going to send out to the state. Um, our consultant R3 will uh, send us a draft. I think Bay Cities will need to answer a couple of questions, but I think it's pretty much done. And uh, the city needs to prepare letters and a survey for the businesses um, to, to better understand uh, how they're going to do donations. Are there tier one? Are they a tier two? Um, you know, some food recovery information. Um, and that's just an internal deadline that we have, and that's probably, you know, towards uh, the beginning of June. Um, we got a March, we got an April, and a, and a June kind of deadline for ourselves. Great. Um, Greg, Kim, anything you wanted to add? No, you know, just kind of basically what we were talking about last night. We expect to, we expect to be doing a lot as far as like the route reviews and, you know, monitoring. I mean, it kind of just falls into place. It's, it's, it, um, our, uh, our oops stickers, so to speak was, uh, are the same ones. Uh, I it wasn't, it wasn't intentional, but it was modeled off of, uh, something that Cal Recycle has on the website. So we have oops stickers, which is when somebody puts out something wrong, if they put food waste, 
in the garbage or they don't have the recycling right they're supposed to get an oop sticker and then you're supposed to you know tell them to do it right and then uh but the container monitoring and the route reviews are a little bit of a different animal so um i've i've, I've researched that i'm kind of confident we can do it if, if the city wants us to do it it's no problem i mean it's just part it would just be part of the process we just have to take a a select we have to we have to set a number, do a review, do lid flips, so to speak. But it would just done, be done by the drivers. You know, you dump it in a clean hopper, or you have like a video monitoring setup, and you can see what's 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 what contamination. As long as you're good on your contamination, then the city the city kind of can keep moving along. But then if not, you have to do public outreach and to uh, a certain percentage of the customers or a lot that are along that route. And for us, it's pretty simple. We just have. You know the two two basically residential routes and the commercial routes that we we gang up on. So I, I, that that's all pretty good and just kind of supporting the ordinance is 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 good. And then we are also willing to are willing and and will be providing some compost back for to meet some of the procurement requirements. And whatever whichever direction Kevin points us, that's where we'll go. Great. Greg, was, what was that last thing on comp compost what? Well, it, it, for the procurement portion of Cal Recycle, the city's required to, um, as a procurement process, to get a certain amount of uh, recycled, I think, well, not recycled contact, but compostable material. And stuff, and, and um, one of them is the compost that we, the finished product that we get back, with it, this, once it's processed, we can bring that back to the city and then that works as the credit and it's a actually it's a pretty big number so and, and, and there's a whole formula that works into it it's pretty crazy thank you yep so um in addition to those updates thank you um i have the update from uh the team that we have working with our zero waste funds um really focused on this sbt SB 1383 um, implementation by engaging the businesses directly. So I have their report and, and um, the, the bullets on that are that outreach is mostly completed for this project. So our, our waste, our, sorry, our, our zero waste funds and this grant cycle is actually nearing completion. So we'll be soon doing our end report. So they are mostly completed on outreach they have a few more sites to drop off materials to. Um, they have one restaurant they're providing a training to. And then I believe, um, Greg, did you ask them to reach out to Molly Stones if there's budget left? I think there will be budget for that. Yeah, I think there was a discussion about helping out Molly Stones. It just, there seems a little bit, be a little bit of disconnect. That Molly Stones actually switched, flipped their garbage service. So they went to, their compactor that used to be garbage is now going to be greenway. So it's just, I think it's just a process that that'll be a big help. And I mean, we'll, we'll help with something if they need additional funds to do that. Okay. So, so that is, that, that's a yes. Go ahead and proceed with Molly Stones yes. and reach out yep. to them. They need more money. Okay. And then, yep. you know, they, they did complete a route review um, and, and you got that Greg from them as well and know about it. And that's all syncing up with what you mentioned about route review, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, great. And, and then another one, and this blends into the goals that I have in the waste committee goals, signage collateral. Um, they are reviewing that signage and collateral tool. They're going to make some recommendations on that. 
Um, and I think that signage in general, and Greg and I were emailing on this, there's some things I think that we can do to really have some low hanging fruit wins. Um, I, I know I've mentioned this before, but the, the trash cans that aren't the, the triple bin system where it has nice signage and different colors. And then you walk down the street and you just see some like unmarked random can and you're like, what? I thought there was something here. And it's, it undoes, it, 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 it removes all that goodwill and education because then you, it removes the trust that things are actually getting recycled. So you know, what they don't know is that actually you're probably taking that thread and sorting it. Um, but from a, from a user standpoint, it just gets confusing. So we really want to work hard on unifying signage and when there is one can, explaining what that one can does and, and, and how to use it. So that's, I think, something for, for us to tackle as we, as we look forward. And the other thing for our goal for the waste subcommittee is what do we do with the next grant cycle? It's zero waste fun time again. What am I asking for? Um, what's our plan? We do have to sort of come up with that. And I, I think that the extensive nature of this bill warrants us going for more dollars to just help us get this right and to reduce our waste and to make sure people are doing um, the right composting. And I think that that's what Marin County and, and the folks that give us these funds are going to expect and want us to apply for. So I I think it'll be pretty straightforward this year, but my goal is to really focus on putting that outreach money to best use and really tackling things like signage and, and going back to the old handing out the compost bags. We talked about that at city council. There's just a fundamental lack of education even on, on how to use them and what, what composting is. And, you know, I remember my first Sausalito, maybe not my first one, but years ago the parade where the commission was walking out handing out compost bags I mean maybe we're back to that um so those are I think all the goals in a nutshell around waste subcommittee are education on this monster bill that the city is implementing right now with with Greg and Kim and their team's help um any any other questions discussions around waste yeah can I add just a little resource um, sort of value. Um, if the group isn't familiar, um, Refed, which is R-E-F-E-D, um, has a catalytic grant fund. They also have a, they're a 501c3. Um, they're primarily funded by the Jesse Fink Foundation. Um, and they're just a force of nature when it comes to um, composting, food waste, education, and much of their research, uh, research has shown that the majority of, of compostable matter when it comes to food waste or other types of organics comes from the kitchen, comes from the household. It's residential. It's really not commercial. And they've built wonderful resources that are available. So I, I really would promote a conversation with, the, with Refed and see how they could work with us and potentially share in some of the um, grant um, work that they do um, and, and, and really try and educate the, the household 
around this particular sort of um, prickly topic in terms of what do I do with this banana peel? What do I do with this orange peel? What do I do with this bone? What do I do with this kind of greasy stuff that I have? Um, and refed's great with that. And I'm happy to, to share those, 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 those links around. Um, uh, but if you're not familiar with refed, they're very available online. It's a C3 um, and heavily supported by the, the Fink family. Cool. Yeah, well, let's yeah. check it out. And I mean, if it has Greg's blessing, like, yes, what they're saying works with our equipment, then, then we're all good. I think, Greg, you're always going to be the first stop for us before we do any outreach. You know, we're going to be coming to you saying, you know, does this jive with, with how, what's happening with yeah. our particular yeah. collection? I think you this, know, this, this um, Zoom for, format doesn't allow me to put a link in, but it's very easy to find. It's refed.org. And I do have some relationships with Jesse Fink and the uh, refed. So I really do, do uh, um, think we should, should reach out to them because they've become sort of the, the national standard when it comes to educational resources and thought leadership in this space. Cool. And then, you know, something you, you mentioned there was like, I, I kind of like that what goes where thing. I'm, I'm trying to get, find one that's affordable. <laughs> um, there's a couple, there's a couple platforms that have it. So people click on it and say, oh, I have this item, you know, where can I recycle it? And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tap into something where, and that's so why I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. That would be amazing to be able to get something out there that's, you know, funded by, you know, grant funding and zero waste funding could go to that. You look at, I mean, oh. it, would be, it would be the dream to have, you know, an app in your home that you could, you know, could be connected into blessed by Basity's refuse and, and tell us where to put something. That would be great. Yeah. So I think we have a, an op option, opportunity um, to work with, with Refed. Um, they have a real community action orientation around education, solutions, and resources, um, money, and so forth. And they work with not only capital providers, but they work with policymakers, and they have really good throughput. Um, this is a major effort of theirs. Uh, it, it's really sort of why they exist. And I don't really know of any municipalities because I haven't really dug into it um, that have taken advantage of the relationship that refed um, can provide, re, uh, re, you know, relationship solutions. So, um, you know, as we we continue to get more granular in this particular type of executable, um, you know, however we can work with an organization like refed, I think would be wonderful and. Um, and being a nonprofit, they're they're purely at the discretion of, of community action and, and elevation of successes. It'd be good to know, David, if they've worked with a municipality before, right? Or, or I don't know, but it's really easy to find out. Um, I can I can email Jesse Fink <laughs> and ask him, um, and one of and his ED. So um, so why don't we why don't we take this off line and, and see if there's a way that we we can do that? And if they haven't. What a great opportunity to be a pilot. Okay, cool. Great insight. Looks good. One okay. of the resources that's available, uh, Greg, uh, on that what goes where is uh, recycleware.org. Okay. Um, that, that's a good one to check out. Okay. 
All right. Well, I know the, the recycling software too, that the county got has, they, they have one too, but their software is so expensive and then the, the county tapped into it. So it's like, it would be like, you know, paying for it twice. So I'm looking, I'm looking around, but okay, I'll check that one. Thank you. Okay. Um, any other questions about waste? And, and by the way, I should make a note that typically on our housekeeping section, we wait till the end for public comment. Usually this section is about five minutes per topic. Since we're extending now, um, perhaps maybe for tonight only, we should pause uh, before we move to next topics just to do a quick check-in to members of the public if they have comment. Um, so as we finish waste, if that's okay with, with you, Ali, we can um, do public comment as we go. So can we ask for a public comment on waste? Um, is there any one in the public that has any questions or any comments on this matter? Okay, no hands raised. So uh, moving on to public outreach. Um, so this is, uh, we're still with me here. Um, uh, and I am gonna actually share, I didn't share my template, if you all remember the templates that Greg sent you. This is, you know, I do have mine for waste. I just didn't share my screen. But uh, here is my template for, for um, outreach. Uh, so what's happening here is, um, and this here, actually, you can ignore um, this top bucket. I, I hadn't gotten the update yet from the from the folks at Envirolutions yet, so this is this is not yet updated. But you already heard my update on this when I was talking about waste. Um, what I want to talk about now is more more general outreach and. Um, what's planned there. So I've been meeting as, as I've told you with a couple of other groups in town. Um, most recently the Sausalito Women's Club who are very keen to part partner with us as is Sausalito Beautiful and really work collectively with them and with others uh, like the Chamber of Commerce to, to do this collectively. Climate change and, and dealing with the issues it is really a collective action problem. We need to do this in groups. We don't have a marketing department uh, at our disposal to be doing a lot of this outreach. So utilizing these channels has always been um, of real importance to us. Uh, we have our own staffing problem though with our subcommittee. It's just me right now. And I, I can't, don't have the time to just do content for all these channels. So this piece here is a huge goal. So that's why you heard my, uh, you know, sigh of, you know, if we push back the getting the new commissioners, this pushes back these goals. Um, so as soon as we get some new commissioners, as soon as we can bring them on to some of them, hopefully um, there needs to be three of us on this outreach subcommittee, sooner we can move forward with these. But in the meantime, I will continue to plot, plot along. Um, one of the things that I've spoken with the Sausalito Women's Club about um, is getting their support and hopefully the city's support on announcing our climate emergency resolution um, in Sausalito Currents, not as you know a line item, you know on an, on a, you know what the commission talked about in a recent meeting, 
but or Earth Day, which happens to be a Friday uh, when Currents comes out and what better way to just acknowledge um, Earth Day than to remind folks that this was passed. Uh, I talked with them about maybe we can come up with just a simple graphic um, uh, and, and I don't know if that's something they can help us out with at the city, but we'll, we'll look into it, but something that could be used as a graphic in Currents, we can announce it and then they can simply click, um, the community can click on Currents and we can go to an article that we write in uh, on our webpage on the, um, on the website. I think that's sort of fundamentally needed um, to make that announcement because that's our umbrella for all of our action going forward in this year. Uh, so that's something that is a big goal, um, but I'm gonna need help, right? From the city, um, from some of you, yep. I didn't realize that we weren't meeting again until Earth Day. So whatever you wanna have happen for Earth Day in terms of the city acknowledging it, that's great in Currents as a main piece. But if there's other things, like if you wanna do a little sustainability corner in Currents that speaks to Earth Day maybe, you and I can work together. I'm happy to have a little meeting with you, me and Abbott, since you don't have other support on the subcommittee right now to pull something together, whatever you think makes the most sense. And maybe um, Ali, you can send a one-way communication to the other commission members of like what's gonna go out in case they have comment because we, you know, Brown Act issues, but it would be really great um, I, I to do something supporting Earth Day yeah. from the Sustainability Commission city level. So I'm happy to coordinate with you and maybe have a call with Abbott to see what makes the most sense. And then Greg, could we put something in the BCR newsletter about Earth Day and the Sustainability Commission too, just in thinking about where we might do more? Yeah, I mean, if, if the time is right, if not, we'll, we'll get it all over the web, uh, over the website. But let me look and see what we can do as far as the newsletter. Okay. But definitely the website. Okay. Lauren, let's talk this week or early next week about, about the Earth Day correspondence. I'm happy to help you and hopefully we'll have more council or more committee members soon, so. Great, thank you. Um, other uh, goal is really to resume our presence at local events. Um, I think that that's something that I'm sure we all would look forward to. I've only, I haven't met Andrew or Mark in person even yet. Um, I just met David recently. Uh, so I think it'll be good for us as a commission. We can't talk about business. We can't talk about commission business, but just to see each other uh, and be there and then to be at a table answering questions to the community at some of our events or just being there uh, and being present. I mean, I think that's just a goal uh, that, that we should have. I know I'm planning to be at the Jazz and Blues uh, Friday nights whenever I'm in town. Um, and uh, that's just one example. Uh, and I and and that parade, uh, hopefully that parade's gonna happen and, and we'll be, out, be able to be out there in full. So I think those are some fun uh, uh, outreach options for us, but I think the main goal is the last one here got to get more people on it, got to get more minds on it, right? My ideas are probably stale by now. <laughs> and they, they, you, we need that fresh, fresh idea uh, mill. We need to be able to have people to, to get involved. And also we need you all in other subcommittees to flesh out a little bit more about what you want to say. My ask of you is, let's say you have something to communicate. If you could send me, you know, what that paragraph is, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect, but don't just say, 
hey, let's get something in currents about EV charging. Like, just give me what you want. I can help with the correspondence and the outreach committee can try and get it in channels. But, but if we can get the content from you all, um, that's, that's most of the way there. Hey, Lauren, what, other than currents, what are our like tools that we have in our toolkit to communicate with the general public? Well, we have currents and we have the website and that's about it because there isn't much of a social media presence that Sausalito runs. Um, um, I played around with, you might've seen when we passed the climate emergency resolution, I played around with utilizing my own uh, LinkedIn uh, I thought that that might be something we could also play around with is being a little bit more vocal ourselves. I don't, the problem with me is that I, do, I just don't have a lot of people in the Sausalito community, probably on my LinkedIn, my, it's just a different network. Maybe you all have more folks in the, in the city of Sausalito that are, you're connected with, at least that gets the ball rolling. Um, but Andrew, that's a long answer to say not much but we do have our website and we have the ability in currents to, we could write a big story on the website. We don't have real estate in currents. We have a little bit of real estate that we could get a click in there to read more. And then we can have the, the website to actually tell a story. Um, but we, we don't have a lot of real estate to send out. We can't have like a weekly paragraph in currents. There's just no, no room. Yeah, one one um, comment, if I may, on mm -hmm. this, you, you guys hear me? Um, I noticed in Currents that um, it summarizes the Sustainability Commission in a very brief way. That's not even what we say on our website for what we do. And that's one item where um, you know, the current should replicate what we state about ourselves on our website, because that's basically what we all agreed to and what the council agreed to, to is what the commission's priorities are. Yeah, I'd love to maybe, um, Melissa, if we are going to have a meeting, I, I would love to see if it would be appropriate for, you know, if there is, if there is going to be something going in currents about the commission, you know, to get a proofread by you know, someone on the commission before it goes in. Um, that would be, I don't know if that's a reasonable ask. But we can talk about it later. Any other questions on outreach? Okay. Well, maybe we need to have a, um, <laughs> Sausalito sustainability parade. <laughs> Maybe we do. Uh, the well, the the uh, and and by the way, the women's club is not going to do a um, an Earth Day event this year. They have an event the night before, so they're not going to do. That, but they are very keen to do activities with us. They're here to help. Um, so so, and I've also um, they know that this is. These templates are available. They were interested in seeing our goals and looking at them extensively to see where they might be able to chip in and help with that outreach. So I think, you know, we have good partners with them, with Sausalito Beautiful. I do need to engage uh, the Sausalito Chamber of Commerce as well, but I was sort of hoping on that for the rest of the outreach committee. Um, um, 
but Melissa, I know, you know, we can talk about that maybe when we meet too. Yeah. Happy to. And I can also connect you to the chamber, like who, whomever would be helpful for you to talk with. Yeah. All right. Any other, um, anything we're missing here? Any other ideas, any questions? Hey, Lauren, I, I just want to say I need to bow out, but I'll probably try to chime in and listen on another device. So, uh, but I have to go and do another meeting. Thank so, you, Greg. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Greg. All right. Good night. Lauren, question for you is, um, I mean, do we, from a what we're saying perspective, I, I see sort of the couple lines here, but do we try to just be sort of a voice of education for larger sustainability and environmental like issues that are going on? Like, you know, the White House's tweet today about sort of, you know, gas prices and sort of the ability to transition to electric vehicles being like the way to combat global tyrants, like just, you know, essentially, you know, do, are we a platform for sort of a larger narrative? Um, and is there ways to tie into like Marin County to tell a larger narrative and just sort of leverage some of the communication that they're publishing if it's not coming directly from us? Yeah, I mean, no, I don't think so is the answer. I mean, previously I know, I know, that I, if, if I personally were to engage in that conversation on, on a social platform, it would, you know, which I do, it's because it's usually because I, I work in sustainability in my day job. So it's some sort of commentary on, on something related to that. But, but the, uh, but in terms of commit, you're asking about the commission as a whole or commission that individual. Maybe a different question is like, what is what is our voice? Is it just uh, is it literally just the facts of what we're doing, or do we want to have a voice that represents uh, opinion? That's a good question. I I don't know what our parameters are. What we're what we're are and are are not allowed to say as the body of Sausalito Sustainability Commission. I would imagine there's some things that that we we might be restricted from doing, or or maybe not. Um, but I don't yeah, know. It's a good question. I, and I can uh, jump in on that too because it's a good a good question and a good point. And for as one example of us um, contributing, wanting to contribute to the outreach to our public on this is the fact that the um, Ride and Drive Clean Bay Area organization, which is based in Marin, has a promotional program that they've engaged with for the jurisdiction across the county. And it's funded by the Transportation Authority of Marin. So we raised our hand and said, yes, we want Sausalito to be participated in you know, that program. It's a promotional program, it's outreach, it's you know, demonstrations of EVs. You know, they show up at different locations and do all this, this work. So we said yes, and we passed it off to the city and the, and the city is through, through this transition period and everything, we've just been slow and in the city has been slow and shaking their head, you know, nodding their head and saying yes and then allowing that to happen. And so we are the last jurisdiction in the county to raise our hand and agree to allow this promotional thing for EVs to happen in our city. But the commission said yes to this a while ago. So it's an example of, you know, collaborating with the county and allowing these programs and outreach that are coming from other really good resources like the Ride and Drive Clean Bay Area organization to impact us here in Sausalito. That, that was the goal of it and it's just been slow to get going.
Andrew, I'll make a note on uh, for my meeting with Melissa and, and Abbott, who runs Currents, to see what sort of what we can and cannot say as a body uh, on, you know, because I think it's an interesting question. Yeah. Okay. Well, Andrew, did you want to take it to a different level or where did, where did you want to go with it? I mean, I'm just trying to see sort of what the parameters are, right? Like if the only tool we have is currents and the only thing we can say is facts about what we're doing, we're pretty limited on what we can say. But if we have multiple tools and we have a voice that is larger than just what this organization is publishing, um, I think then it becomes a little bit more interesting on the messages that we can you know, contribute, whether it's you know local Marin County, whether it's regional, whether it's national. Um, I mean, our topic uh, is pretty broad and touches a lot of different things that are going on in the world right now. So it depends on how we want to use our pulpit. I'm sorry, this is a really good point because Janelle is working on a nonprofit right now where she's trying to establish Sausalito as a thought leader and an incubator and accelerator in activation around sea level change. And, you know, looking at this community as being sort of a canary uh, based on our exposure to, to, to climate and sea level and our unique sort of location, our, our sort of um, unique attributes that we have around the bay. And you know, we're, we're basically surrounded by water in so many ways. And I do believe there's, there is a, a, a voice here and, you know, the conversation I had earlier this week with another community that's that's um, involved in elite programs and so forth, and the resolution that was passed. I mean, there's a really terrific base here, and and how we communicate that base um, in a broader context, I think, is something to really be mindful of and and consider what what are the do's and don'ts when when it comes to to creating that kind of um, connection. Yeah, and from a storytelling perspective, I mean, once we, we, you know, as we accomplish goals and we have more to say that we've done, you know, there's an interesting story about how we are working collectively to get this done. I think, you know, what, what I know the city council has been pleased with, with what the commission has brought forward to them. I feel like we've got a lot of big things that we're tackling. So you could imagine that in six months from now and a year from now, there's a pretty significant story to be told. And, and is, you know, how, how does that, how can that be told? I know that um, there are some restrictions though, and there's our, our, is consistency as the city looks to have with each of the commissions. So, you know, it, it, it I think it's about finding out those rules of the road first. And then I think that would be fun to build out. So okay. Maybe just one other thing on that. I mean, it's we've talked about this before, right? Like economic development is very intra-community. Sustainability is not intra-community. Sustainability is not something you can just fix for Sausalito. Um, so just yeah. that said, I think it's, yes, consistency is key, but I think there is a different perspective that sort of we bring to the table. Yeah. Okay, good. Mark, hmm. you're mute. Uh, sorry. Uh, some, one thing that comes to mind is once we have a staff person on board, uh, part of that duties of the staff person could be outreach. And I think a staff person could speak 
uh, more freely than the commission could uh, in terms of uh, getting our message out and even developing more on our website or perhaps a sustainability newsletter uh, that's separate from currents. Good point. Yeah, especially if it is a shared resource, you know, that's a more powerful story, a bigger audience, right? Sending to everyone in three cities, not two or not one, um, telling that collective story. Yeah, lots of good ideas. Okay. Um, anyone else? Okay. Do we want to reach out to members of the public to see if they have any questions or outreach channels um, to volunteer for to us? I think there's only two maybe members of the public, but uh, if there's any members of the public that would like to make a comment at this time, please raise your hand in the feature in your Zoom application. Okay, thank you. All right, so now we move on to, we're gonna skip uh, liaison um, updates. Um, I mean, we, we can't, if you have an equity liaison, I'll, I'll ask if you have, do you have an equity liaison update, David? I don't. Um, it's, it's somewhat in hold mode until we have an action item around that. However, I do believe that as we coordinate around the sea level task force and Obviously, the transportation mobility um, and electrification; these start to, to you know enter into the the domain of equity. Um, so I guess we're on hold to an action plan until we have um, a, a purpose with which to to chime in on that as a liaison. So um, we'll defer to we'll defer on that for now. Greg, Marin County, what's happening in Marin? All right, lots going on. I'll be quick though. Um, essentially, uh, I'm involved in the collaboration meetings with the other sustainability commissions for both um, transportation and electrification ordinance. And uh, essentially, um, the county plans for both EV charging and electrification are what we are going to, you know, contribute to and follow. And that, that we're gonna summarize that when we go through the transportation and, and energy uh, updates, um, but we are collaborating. <laughs> you mentioned there were gonna be a report from, is yeah. that what you're talking about? Is yeah. still coming out in what, April? Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll provide that update when I go through the transportation set, um, committee, oh. yeah, subcommittee okay. section, okay. yeah. Hmm. Do you wanna comment on sea level rise liaison? Just that the task force um, ended in December, but is starting up again uh, this this month. So there's another meeting this month. I think um, you know there's obviously a lot to do, a lot to figure out, and with um, Mayor, you know, with Janelle leading this, and and what David said about her, you know, focus on this. So there's a lot to figure out. A lot of resources across the Bay Area and the state. Um, but again, kicking off again in a meeting later this month. Okay. Yeah, and and oops. <laughs> um, just to that point, there's a I'm putting together a, a group of um, 
supporters around this particular Sausalito initiative for um, you know, being the center of sea level rise, sea level change, um, thought leadership, entrepreneurship. Um, Janelle's somewhat spearheading this, and I've brought in some of my most those collaborative and wonderful people to, to sort of create a space to see what's possible. Um, and um, that's on March 18th. Um, so I think a lot of good will come out of that with respect to this, this sort of collaborative coordination around how Sausalito can really be, um, I guess, a mover and shaker in this particular topic. Right yeah, we'll see. Energy. Energy. So Mark has uh, done a lot of the, the work on it. Mark, do you want me to share the slides or do you want to? Uh, yeah. What, could you uh, share the template or? Yeah, no problem. Um, let me get it going here. What, uh, what I thought we would do in terms of showing um, slides is... Uh, Hold on one second. Is focus on the um, slides we use. Whoa, what happened to the? There we go. They're coming in. <laughs> A little slow network here for some reason. Um, what I wanted to do is use the slides that we used for the presentation to the city council in December because this provides an excellent summary of both the energy and then the transportation uh, situation and the goals. Um, and again, this is consistent with what we presented to the city council and we wanna make sure the commission uh, recognizes this and that we state our goals for 2022 based on, on all this. So essentially the background with energy, methane, gas being 20, 28% of our emissions, the second highest after transportation, um, these are the items in the general plan that relate to the energy uh, goals and priorities for us, you know, natural gas replacement for, um, uh, and then Mark will talk about that with the electrification ordinance, um, utility partnerships, educate, it's all this, all that's there. That's what's in the general plan related specifically to, to the energy goals. Um, and so this is where our, our alignment with the county happens in, in terms of um, the all electric new construction reach code, that, which happens every three years. And that um, we are, you know, we are recommending that a new construction code be adopted with the 2022 building code. And then our 2022 goals are here. And this is Mark, where you, I think you should take over. Uh, okay. Um, uh, you can see the goals there uh, laid out before you. Um, uh, we, we've already covered the electric powered landscape equipment ban or, or, or bans the use of the gas powered landscape equipment. Uh, secondly, is in terms of building electrification, uh, we have all along uh, uh, intended to align our policy with Marin County. Uh, and as Greg said uh, the 2022 building code, which goes into effect January 1st, 2023, uh, should should uh, uh, require building electrification for all new construction. I'll get into that a little bit more in detail in a minute. 
uh, in addition, um, the, the, the last two bullet points are, are more Greg's um, bucket, but it's uh, promoting solar and storage and the uh, continuing work on the resilience hubs. Uh, did you want to say any, anything more about those two, Greg? Yeah, no, I just wanted to just reiterate that in terms of reducing our, our you know, use of natural gas, it makes a lot of sense for us to, you know, track the county ordinance um, and have input on it as we are as part of our collaboration with the county, but then implement that, of course, um, for, for 2023. So that's a county ordinance that's coming that we are involved with. Mark is really the lead on this and that we're going to we're going to engage in that, and, and of course. And then um, in terms of the resilience hub, so the Bayside MLK School is in process of doing a resilience hub there through the MCE program, the Marine Clean Energy Program, that funds those uh, resilience hub hubs at key sites across their territory. And so that's our first one for Sausalito, and that's the, that's the location that we prioritized as the commission. So that's a really good... Um, good next step is that that's happening here. Greg, that, that's in that's in uh, 9265, but that's not in Sausalito so the limits, correct? Correct. That's exactly 949. Okay. That's the zip code, but not the city. But when we when we went through all the locations for resilience, we ended up with that location as the yeah. priority. Yeah. So I was just going to chime in that you know. I think we brought this up and asked for connections uh, when they came to speak to us. And Ali, I know you actually had a, a potential connection. Just as soon as we can make strong connections with residents there to, to fill our spot here on, on the 9265 liaison mission spot, that'd be great because as this develops, this is a. It would be great to have someone who's involved with that project filling that seat, um, or someone that's really involved with Marin City sustainability initiatives, so that we can team up on that from the very beginning. So I, I don't know, Greg. The next time you're, if you want to raise that with them, the next time you talk to MCE about who they're working with, maybe we can. Yeah, we, you know, I asked them, by the way, <laughs> I asked our <laughs> contacts there to, you know, think of candidates for this, for our liaison and, and introduce us to folks there. And they, they reached out and we just haven't had a response. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right, keep so to continue on the building electrification update, uh, I'd like to share my screen if I could, Greg. Yes, one second. So I've had uh, several conversations with uh, Brian Ray's at, at Marin County, uh, his sustainability planner. And uh, there has been some significant changes in both the county's uh, outlook and uh, my own personal uh, view of this. Uh, I, I posted a couple of, of, of documents to the agenda, and I, it would be good if everybody had a chance to take a look at those. Uh, the the Q&A document uh, uh, specifically calls out this question about renovations, and uh, this is where the heart of the, the changes are uh, going forward. Uh, the county is not looking to 
is is looking to do new construction only and not, and not apply to existing building undergoing renovations. So that's that's kind of a change, and I think it I think it's a valid one for a, a number of reasons. Uh, Brian expressed the the feeling that to tie renovations into new construction is is just too much politically to 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 pull off here, and he thinks it could scuttle the whole whole deal. And I I've, I'm kind of uh, thinking that's probably the best way to go. Uh, he does say that, uh, nonetheless, it's worth noting that uh, a lot of jurisdictions are looking at uh, replacement at time of burnout and 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 uh, uh, when a when a either a water heater or, or a, a furnace is, is get being replaced. And that is in our existing uh, language. So that, that doesn't represent a, a change, but to leave out the major renovations uh, is a change from, from our thinking previously. Um, and in, in its place, uh, the county is looking at a, a, a an energy uh, menu of, of energy efficiency upgrades that will be um, uh, applicable to renovations, so that if a renovation is going forward, the project sponsor or the building owner will have to choose a number of uh, upgrades that uh, will increase the energy efficiency of the structure, uh, including but not necessarily requiring uh, heat pumps for space heating and, and water heating. So those are some options. Um, one second here. So um, the the we kind of covered number one, uh, but uh, for number two, for remodels of existing re residents, they're looking at uh, meeting a target energy score using a point system, and. Uh, uh, there, the state has developed uh, a, a website which is very uh, interactive, and uh, I can give you a little bit of an example in a second. But um, there's also uh, using the uh, rebates to to incentive incentivize people to do making switches uh, that are not covered under under re requirements, um, and. You can see Marin County does offer uh, rebates for uh, these two uh, columns. One is the standard, and the other one is for low-income um, residents. Uh, and then PG&E also offers an additional $300 per unit for electric heat pumps or water heaters. So we do have some incentives that are already existing that we can we can certainly promote. Um, I, I want to. Uh, Look at one more thing here. You'll bear with me. Whoops, wrong one. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this tool that the state has developed is a, is a cost effectiveness study. And I dialed in uh, the city of Sausalito uh, and it's, we're in climate zone three and there's a lot of information here. Uh, the, there, the, 
there is divided into existing residential buildings, new low-rise residential, new non-residential, and non-residential alterations only. I'm just going to give you a, just a flavor of what this is about. You click on see results. Uh, there shows that 80%, 79.4% of the buildings in Sausalito were built before 1978. And th this relates to what building code existed during the time of construction. Uh, built between 1978 and 1991 is about 19%. From 92 to 2005, a uh, half of a percent. So, you know, uh, the vast majority of our, our structures are, as we all know, um, but this really quantifies it. Uh, if we look at it a little bit more in detail, it uh, shows uh, single family versus uh, multifamily, uh, multifamily being the uh, smaller number, of course, 973 versus over 3,000 uh, single family. And uh, it, it, there, there, there's a, a lot of detail that can, can be brought, up, brought into view here. And, and there, this is actually, uh, you can start to create your own policy uh, through choosing certain measures to be implemented. Um, and I'm not going to go into any more detail than that right now, but um, this is the tool that the county is proposing to be used for, for renovations. And um, I'll, I've just begun to poke around on it, and I, and I, I know that there's um, probably a lot of questions and unknowns from all of us or at this point, but um, I'll uh, leave it at that for now. Uh, we're, we, I will be revising the language in our, our draft ordinance to reflect the, the changes to uh, major renovations uh, because I do think it's important to align our policy with the county and other jurisdictions too. And the main goal is to make a consistent set of standards and regulations for the development community, for, for builders and developers and contractors so that they know across all the all the of the county's jurisdictions what what their uh, rules are, are and they won't have a patchwork of of uh, different regulations in different communities and i i do believe that that's um, a more powerful statement and a, and a better way better way to go um, in addition once we get the new construction part passed then we could start to work on maybe further developing work around uh, renovations if, if we desire. But I think this energy upgrade tool uh, will be valuable and it will actually require um, project sponsors and building owners to, to, to upgrade their fac facilities from an energy standpoint if they're just, uh, you know, remodeling the kitchen or, or doing, doing a, a, a renovation uh, of, of any sort. So um, I think that, uh, that that's where we where we stand right now. I'm happy to take any questions that you might have, but take a look at those documents from the county, and, and that that has a lot more detail than I've been able to go into right now. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Mark. I guess uh, any comments, questions, additions. Uh, if not, we can go to public. Any members of the public uh, have any comments at this time, uh, please raise 
use the raise hand feature on the Zoom application. I got a question, Mark. Did you ever get a response from, uh, was it Kenneth and Jim or anyone about joining your technical committee? Oh, uh, thank you for the reminder. Um, Brian has issued a, an, an invitation to all the uh, building inspectors and, and building officials throughout the county to join a technical working group that will meet over the next six months to help formulate in, in more de detail, of course, these um, uh, the, these ideas that we we've just gone over, and uh, the the invitation did go out to to Thomas Ahern, our our contract building official, as well as um, uh, Kenneth, Kenneth Henry, our our building inspector, uh, both of which have been out of town until today when um, Kenneth was supposed to return, but I haven't heard any response. Uh, there was a deadline of yesterday to confirm uh, attendance at, at these working groups. Uh, but uh, I'm sure Brian will take Kenneth and Tom's uh, input uh, once they uh, return and get a chance to, to re respond. Uh, it, it's, it's, I think, really important for us to have some staff, uh, some city staff involved in this uh, technical working group to help uh, craft these, these uh, countywide uh, measures. Uh, so uh, thank you for that uh, reminder, Ali. Sure. Okay. Um, final housekeeping topic is transportation. All right. I'm going to share my screen again. And uh, once again, I'm going to use the slides that we presented to the city council in December. Uh, this will obviously be the transportation section and then a summarizing in terms of our 2022 goals. Um, and Dave and Andrew will, will chime in as needed. So uh, transportation being the biggest emissions category by far for us, for the county, for the state. So it's a huge, important initiative to get going with EV charging as a network and as a, as a service, if you will, for uh, the city as well as the county um, and these are the items that are in the general plan related to EVs and EV charging which includes stations and promoting EVs etc. Uh, so our goals for 2022 as we as we stated and requested to the city council we would like to have city planning and operations staff um, you know, direct them to say that charging is, is essential city infrastructure. In other words, we, we spend money on potholes, let's spend money on EV charging as essential city infrastructure. Now it's a given that a lot of the residents here will be charging at home, but we all know we have a lot of visitors to this city and we want them to be able to, to charge while they are here, shopping and hanging out and enjoying the beauty of our city and the views and everything. Um, the big item here is that the transportation subcommittee will be participating in and helping to finalize the Marin County EV readiness plan. And this is the plan as mentioned earlier that Ali asked about, which is uh, Marin Climate and Energy Partnership has sponsored a plan. This person, Christina Rourke is leading it. And this is a plan for EV chargers across the county, um, including Sausalito, so the network, if you will, for EV charging. 
The draft plan is supposed to be out this month and then it will be presented to the county collaboration committees in April. So I will be seeing, I think, two <laughs> presentations of this plan in April with two of the county collaboration meetings. And of course, um, the plan will come to us and it will go to the transportation subcommittee. We will review it. We will decide what makes sense and what we wanna add. And then we'll provide that input back to the plan. And if the final plan comes out and it's good, but not good enough, then we will say, okay, here are other, other things we wanna do for the charging network for Sausalito. So that's, that's the goal for 2022 is leverage the county plan, leverage their um, time and money spent on this, but have our own input as well. And then pass that plan, of course, across to uh, the city to implement. Um, and that's the, the third bullet there. And then the, the last bullet is what I mentioned earlier is that there's this Transportation Authority of Marin funded promotion and event um, initiative led by the Ride and Drive Clean Bay Area organization that's happening this spring. We have already said yes to it and the, and the city just needs to um, participate. I guess there has to be a city council approval because even though the money is covered by TAM, the initial payment comes out of the city budget and then we get reimbursed. And so the city council has to formally approve it. This came up at the MCCMC climate meeting because there was a presentation from this group that was talking about it and they're on it and they're in touch with our city already. Yeah, great, perfect. So yeah, this is gonna move forward. I just, it's just a little bit, um, a little bit slower than hoped. And then, you know, one comment is you, we've got MCE that's part of the subsidized monies available for chargers. And as Ali knows, you can, you know, basically MC will and TAM will both subsidize, you know, chargers for the city. And um, thankfully the city is moving forward with the charges for a lot too. I think that's correct, right? Yeah, we'll have that staff report and that, that'll be next month's uh, topic of discussion. Okay, great. And that's the good news is that we're at least we're moving forward with block two. And then when we get the countywide plan, plan, it'll be it'll be broader. All right. Any any comments, questions? I don't have a question on on this slide, but for just a general goal and, and you could almost put it into our next category, which is future agenda items, but it fits in with transportation. On the topic of ferries, um, how, how engaged has this commission or, or city council been before? And, and are there plans, Melissa, to engage in the ferry situation and the fact that you know we would love them to be cleaner? So I, well, I think I shared with you guys that I had a call with Tideline Ferry Service, which is the private ferry service that partners with Golden Gate that's doing a service from Tiburon to the city. And they used to operate in Sausalito and they're really keen to work with us and they have the cleanest possible technology. I know it's a goal for Golden Gate Ferry, but they have legacy um, boats that they, you know, I think... Um, I will check with Holly Thier, who is our Marin County representative, council representative to the Golden Gate Bridge District to bring this up because I'm sure that it's been top of mind for them before and get a status update because we've brought it up multiple times. I know we are considering partnering or have had conversations with Tideline and they put sustainability first. And so that could be helpful in terms of just encouraging 
public transit as opposed to everyone driving. But right now, in terms of shifting the Golden Gate ferries to being all electric, I think that's a longer term conversation, unfortunately. I heard just yesterday that uh, red, and, red and white ferry is rolling out the first hydrogen fuel cell all electric ferry. So I think we should keep our, our finger on the pulse of all of this because, you know, that is that is in our emissions count. It's also how our tourists come in, how we commute. It's, uh, it's something I think we at least need to learn more about, uh, learn if there is a path where we can help or if it's just a wait and see, but, you know, how can we advocate? gets back to maybe Andrew's question, you know, about is there is there a place for advocating for, for things um, that aren't within the scope of, of the city council to even weigh in on. Um, but that, that would be a personal sort of goal for, for that I would suggest that we add is just to keep an eye on, on the ferry topic as it develops because we, we're also going to have a new ferry terminal at some point too. Okay, good. Yeah, I'll add that. Yeah, and just uh, of note, we're in a very shape shifting environment right now with respect to EV charging infrastructure. Uh, there's a tremendous amount of money moving around. Um, there's government, um, there's uh, sort of institutional capital out there, and there are ever changing sort of incentive programs. Um, you know, just I'm working on a project right now in California with 80 sites. And these are level three sites that are microgrids. Um, it's a lot of sites, it's a lot of money, but what's interesting is we're scoping out all the incentive programs and many of them have changed since even we did this 20, well, the 2022 goals. But when we began sort of unpacking the different economic models or the different use cases in the city of Sausalito with respect to the commuters, the tourists and the residents and uh, the sort of the, um, the public use, um, the different types of application technologies, the types of, of, of sort of um, sort of short-term, middle-term, and and long-term charging solutions, the revenue models around there, a lot of it's already been sort of um, antiquated. <laughs> not not to disparage our work, but this is the the landscape that we're in right now. Um, so I think you know as these different types of of use cases become more solid. Um, looking at these and refreshing around these incentive programs, the grant programs, the public-private capital sources that are there. Um, Andrew, I'm sure knows or has a certain sort of finger on on some of these with respect to the Volta model. Um, um, but the work I'm doing is also fairly specific to quick chargers and uh, distinctive applications around quick chargers. Uh, for consumers and, and 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 folks that are looking for short term, so um, I do think we need to update this at some point to sort of reflect what's changed. Yeah, I think maybe one comment on that. I mean, I think a lot of the carve outs from the infrastructure bill are going to uh, LMI communities. So I don't know how much Sausalito would qualify when we're not an alternative corridor uh, in terms of uh, sort of transportation routes, but. I do think there could be some opportunity here for Marin City if we're thinking about 
you know, some of the work that we've thought about in terms of charging over there um, and really make sure that, you know, if that was sort of in scope, we could think about some of the available funds that might be, um, you know, uh, coming down the pipe here. So maybe, I mean, to that point, Greg, it might even make sense to talk to Marin County and see how they're coordinating with California Department of Transportation um, in preparedness for the infrastructure bill and infrastructure funds. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. And when we review the draft plan, part of that is, okay, what are the funding mechanisms that you are going to bring <laughs> or at least uh, enable or you know, allocate, right, to the charging plan for the county? Exactly, yep. And it is changing so rapidly. <laughs> so it's it, it's interesting because we I've been I personally and we've been impatient about this, but it's it's I think I hope the timing on this county plan makes sense because of all the change that's been happening. Yeah, and and the approach that I'm involved in, which is 80 sites in California, is a combination of microgrid, so solar battery. So it, of course it gets all the incentive programs around those particular technologies, and then. Um, with the charge heads being level three or level two, um, there is a, a lot of effort in terms of um, you know, um, sort of creating financial incentive programs around both both level two and level three. And so when they get wrapped up in these bundles, they get really interesting with respect to all the different incentive programs that sort of, again, get bundled on top of the bundle, um, which just creates incredible comp uh, complication. Um, but where it really benefit a city like Sausalito is understanding, you know, how to work within those constraints to achieve the objectives. And because we're not looking for one solution, we're looking for as many as four solutions um, and not, there isn't one solution within the context of the four solutions. So, um, you know, where I'm going with this is um, being aware of, of the way that this particular um, the grant programs and the public-private programs are really, really changing very rapidly. So what we present now will probably be different in 60 days. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of Volta, I heard a soundbite yesterday that uh, uh, I believe is attributed to, to Volta. Uh, the, the quote was, last year, the owner of every gas-powered vehicle in the U.S., Put $130 into Putin's bank account. <laughs> that sounds like us. <laughs> they, they, they are good at marketing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a good timely quote. <laughs> yeah, little did they know that what that would really mean at the time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Any other transportation questions, goals in your mind? Okay, how about a quick check uh, public on transportation? Any of the members of the public? Uh, any member of the public that'd like to make a comment at this time? Uh, please use the raise hand feature on the Zoom application. Okay, um, thank you. Um, all right, so the, the next and final um, 
section of the agenda is, is our future agenda items section. Um, so we're, I feel like what we've just gone through is a nice review and, and we now have are clear on our goals and what we're working on. So with that said, does anyone have a future agenda item that they would like to raise? David. Yeah, we we kind of did not address water. And I know that I was put in sort of a position of water. I did reach out and have been reaching out to a variety of, of our sort of local water districts and getting ideas around conservation. What, you know, we, we obviously were very low on water and now we're up, but we haven't had any water. Um, the shapes, you know, the, the, the fact that these drain down and drain up. But what I would love to sort of, create some perspective around specifically within the Sausalito Sustainability Commission and the liaison to city council is around the, the agenda around, you know, additional um, uh, housing units. And the two factors that, that obviously affect water, which is water consumption and, and water discharge. And the, the municipal system with which we do the, the wastewater management and discharge and of course our relationship with Marin Water. So this is something I think is very key in the housing initiative that we're all sort of struggling with because the use cases that exist between inflow and outflow. And, you know, aside from sort of the general educational re resources that we provide to our community and our commercial businesses and so forth in terms of conservation and knowledge and, and execution around landscaping and so forth, just to manage our, our finite water systems that we have here or the unknown um, replenishment of those systems. Um, when we add or we contemplate the addition of upwards of 700 units, um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that this is a really good topic that we need to be aware of um, and communicate to city council and do more work around because 700 units is a, a heavy consumer of water and a heavy discharge um, um, to, the, to the, what we have as a municipal system for managing that discharge. That's a great topic and even, you know, yeah. So with the topic, I think if I summarize that planning water conscious house housing development. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really inflow and outflow. <laughs> I mean, we have a we have a municipal infrastructure, right? And, and, um, and we also have a relationship with a finite source of water, which is the marine water, which whatever they can capture in those reservoirs. Um, and so now we're all of the communities, not only Sausalito, are looking at additional units, which is additional consumption. Um, and we saw not too many months ago that that system was incredibly compromised due to drought conditions. So I think as we as a commission, me as maybe the liaison to that, really need to focus in on those two elements, inflow and outflow. So for, for the for the on the um, just because the general public might not might not need might need an explanation of inflow and outflow. How about yep. understanding and planning water conscious housing development as an yep. agenda topic that will draw people who are potentially interested? And then from a would you like to just are you would you like to discuss bringing a speaker there or just you can you can send me an email and what your thoughts are about it? Yeah, I think we should create. Um a uh, Excel spreadsheet like we have for the other um, work groups 
and highlight those two topics as, as sort of macro concepts and then break them into um, specific um, sort of concepts around additional housing units as it relates to the city, but also as, as it relates to the community and, and, and the county. So we'll, do, we'll take the action um, to do a template for, for the water. Mm -hmm. We'll basically have water yep. and water is one of our subcommittee category or our themes. So we'll do a water yeah. template. It sounds like maybe in the next meeting, you're not saying you want to come and raise it and do it or we'll just start with the template. Yeah, why don't we work together on the template and get the macro and then we'll break it into micro sections. Okay. I think I there's, that would be a good way to go. Okay. Um, and it, and the, the macro is in versus out. And the micro is, what does that mean to the additional units that we're contemplating for the city, both from a use, a, a, a water usage and then a water discharge, meaning sewer and, and fresh potable. And that's uh, gray water and, and black water. So I think for the for the next meeting we could have the, the this appear as a housekeeping item because it was there yeah. before and then you can just introduce that topic. So for yeah. no speakers at this point. Um, yeah. Interestingly, you know what you said about that and and about the water and the landscaping. I what it was occurring to me with the landscape, uh, the gas-fired ban. We're really targeting in on landscape in many different areas. And what I was going to ask. And, and see if, if you all wanted to talk about as a future item is where are the uh, in Sausalito, what is allowed and what is not allowed? And uh, if I'm honest, I don't know. I actually thought that we were not allowed. And I heard the other day that perhaps that is not the fact. Um, and if we're talking about landscaping equipment and we're already near that topic, it could be, you know, and we're going to outreach on that topic and we're talking about people caring for their property. You know, I just, I personally want to be understanding where our current, where we are currently. Does anyone know about what our general pesticides rules are, are, are if there are any? What, what rules? Do we still allow pesticides on our lawns? I have no idea. I don't have a lawn. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm going to put that as I a would... an item because I'm curious and I, I would be interested in, I could dig around on the side to figure out what the situation is. And if it turns out that we do, if we don't address it anywhere in the city, I might be interested in bringing that to the group to talk about, to see where we are and, and bringing in some, someone who, I, I mean, I met someone the other day who, who's, who's in Marin, who's all over this topic. Does anyone, is anyone opposed to us talking about that? No. Mark, were you going to say something? Uh, yeah, I, I would like to add to what David had to say about inflow and outflow. Um, you know, there, there's a huge uh, stormwater resource that we uh, uh, could make much better use of, you know, during big storm events, we have tremendous amounts of runoff all over the city, and it just is going out to the bay and, and un being unused, and, and there are lots of ways to be able to, to uh, capture and, and use stormwater, and, and I think especially in the housing element, we're, we're talking about new construction, there's a huge opportunity to include stormwater management, 
uh, which which I think the city does a pretty lousy job of at this point. Um, I, I don't haven't seen any any uh, you know rain gardens or or any way to to try to capture the tremendous amount of runoff we get in, in storm events. So um, I'd like to see that be included. That's a super point, uh, particularly as we look at water scarcity and you know catch basin water. Um, even gray water recapture is fairly um, viable in many communities, and there are community action plans around gray water capture um, as well within the city codes. So um, thank you, Mark, for bringing that up. This is something we've talked about also at the MCCMC Water Policy Committee. We brought up specifically gray water and myself and Mayor Kelman had a meeting with um, Cynthia Kohler where we talked about developing a policy for this. So I think it's something that would be very well received. So if we did decide we wanted to pursue that, um, Cynthia Kohler said she'd be happy to come and speak at the Sustainability Commission specifically if we're interested in having her. She's our MMWD representative. And I did Great. tell about you, David. So let's think Super. about yeah, I'm, I'm curious if, if there has been any study with our current discharge facility um, with respect to sewage in terms of adding, you know, the 770 units to it. Good question. I was just right. thinking about the other day, I was riding my bike by and I'm like, hmm, 770 units or 700 units or whatever. That's a fairly constrained municipal infrastructure um, system. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if anybody's done that math. Mm. <laughs> yeah, net zero water. <laughs> <laughs> net zero water. Good. We're going to get water back on front and center this year then. Okay. Um, any other? Yeah, well, I think we've got some pretty big, big buttons that need to be pushed around it and Agreed. you know water is one of these things that everybody forgets about because we just turn the tap on and we flush the toilet and go oh great but when it doesn't do that all yep. of a sudden it becomes a problem yep okay any other uh future agenda items speakers you're interested in uh, there, there's one agenda item that um, I brought up a number of months ago that, that I don't think we've had the time or the opportunity to, to look at, but Marin County does have a green business program that is available for, for municipalities to, to take part in, and it would take v virtually no staff time. It's a, basically promoting businesses that are already certified, and there are a number in Sausalito, and giving them some visibility around their green business practices and encouraging other businesses to to get on board as well. And I, I did prepare a presentation, which is somewhere in my PowerPoint files now, that I could resurrect if uh, if if the, we want to keep that on our future agenda items list. I totally think we should because that is in line with what we were talking about with coming out of the single-use plastic ban and then coming in with SB thirteen eighty three and. And it was part of my conversation with Marin County and the, the zero waste funds is ultimately having a way to give it, you know, sort of a yay, you, you did a good job on a multitude of levels. So if this has that within, great. Um, if it has that and it could be sort of that plus something about our single use plastic ban, but I would love to see that again, Mark. 
Yeah, yeah and there, there's there's a component of, of toxic reduction and and you know pesticide use. So you know that that's part of your yeah. interest as well. Yeah. Would you mind sending that to me and and uh... sure. Be glad to. Okay. Anybody else? Items to discuss? We'll obviously have some things coming in from the public or things that we think about. Just a reminder to reach out as soon as you know that you like something, uh, that you have something to discuss in a future agenda. But um, that does bring us to conclusion of our meeting. It is 7.54 p.m. Thank you for everybody's input. Our next meeting will be on April 14th at 6. And we are done. This concludes the meeting. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate everybody's time this evening. Good job, Ali, on your first meeting. Wait, wait to crush it. Oh, well, there's a few mistakes. So there'll be more, but I, hopefully they won't be the same ones. So. No, you killed it. Good job. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, thanks, Ali. Sure. <laughs> Thank you, Melissa. Thank you, Ali. Bye. Good night. Bye. Bye.